them all year round. The trees fall at your feet. Southbound birds and winter bees are soldiers in the army. All good souls they do surround me. Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. My name is Tim Hayes. I am in Gainesville, Florida. You can find me on Twitter at the Super Rookie. Joined in Minneapolis, Minnesota, our eternal second place, Matt, the little guy Alan, can be found on Twitter at little guy Matt. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Doing well? All right, that's good to hear. And in Boston, Massachusetts, our reigning and defending champion, Spencer Howe, at Spencer Howe, H-A-U-G-H on Twitter. How are you doing, Spencer? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm feeling pretty good today, you know? Yeah. Well, on this week's episode, we're going to discuss the Tour de France, the final week. We're going to discuss our Slow Ride Podcast Fantasy League. We're going to talk about the best and the worst things in the Tour de France. And we're going to give you a movie recommendation. And what is your movie recommendation for the week, Matt? Uh, I saw the first couple minutes of Frozen, and I hear I hear good things. <laughs> Would you recommend it? No, actually, it looks terrible. I really don't want to ever watch it. When the trade winds blow, rivers dry. Change direction, that is all they know. It's predetermined. A lifespan shakes the hands of skeletons and newborns. All I know is someone has to, someone has to die to make room. Tour de France is over. Vincenzo Nibali won. Two Frenchmen's on the podium. Another eventful day on the streets of Paris. Did the final week live up to the expectations? Uh, I don't know. I didn't actually get to watch almost any of it. But yeah, coming down to the the final time trial, you know, to decide those last podium spots was was nice. It's always nice to have a time trial actually have a reason to be interesting. So. I thought that the uh, time trial actually was entertaining to watch this time just because of those two guys when they showed them side by side and they had the the live time, you know, like, oh, yeah. 19 seconds, and then all of a sudden there's the flat tire. And what yeah. was really cool is how they gently placed down the bikes, um, both Badre and uh, um, Parad, when they got the flat tires, they gently put them down on the ground rather than throw <laughs> them like you see some of these guys do. They're like, oh, they did. it's the French respect. team budget, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Probably is. All those focus those focuses are not cheap, man. Yeah. Not cheap. So I've heard. Yeah, it looked pretty good. What did you uh what did you think of the uh final day today, Spencer? Uh I I enjoyed the day today. Um, you know. It was you know, partially a parade like usual, but uh it was it was pretty good racing and the finish was uh you know, exciting. It was kinda how I thought it would go, but uh you know, exciting nonetheless. The uh, what was really cool is I liked how they showed the final sprint this year rather than the motorcycle. Um, live they showed the helicopter shot. Yeah. So you could really see like, for a while there I didn't know where the finish line was but I could see Greipel um, moving up from way back, and you're like oh man is he gonna get him and then of course there's no way he was gonna get him but you didn't have like a relative to see where the finish line was. Um, so that was that was fun. But the crash of uh, AG2R's uh, second-place rider 
was the uh, was the excitement for me because it actually made a couple of laps of the Champ de like seem a little bit like, oh, is he going to get back and is Pinot well, going to move up? Yeah, and what's exciting, uh, I'm sure for them, uh, was that he crashed out of the race last year, broke his collarbone, yeah, and had to leave when he was top ten, and they were probably like, finally we made it. And then he crashes yeah. on the Champs Elysees, oh and they're like, gosh. "Oh my God! If he broke his collarbone and can't finish, can but, you imagine?" Uh, luckily, he was he was fine. But yeah, that that would have been well an and, epic story. And then you add into that crash the fact that it took out Chen Ji, the the Lantern Rouge from China, the first ever Chinese uh, rider in the tour, mm-hmm. um, and then he gets taken out. And it was an, an epic crash. If you watch it in slow motion, you see his feet almost go over the handlebar, like he's trying to run out of, the, like off the bike, like Kevin Bacon yeah. style from Quicksilver. Um, he goes down and he ends up getting lapped on the last lap of the uh, Champs Elysees. Uh, so he ends up finishing like nine and a half minutes down. I think his final time was like eight and a half hours behind Nibali. Um, you know, a work day, or not really a French work day, but you know, an American work day, and. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty exciting as well. But uh, good good times at the Tour de France. Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. I always yep. uh, I, and then yep. the big the big news was the uh, women's race won by Marianne Voss earlier. I hope that in the long run this is going to be a uh, a multi day event. I did find it a little frustrating that you know they talk about this is the first time on the Champs Elysees and all that, and it's. You know, back in like what 1985, the women were doing their own mini version of the Tour de France for a little while there. Uh, so it is 2014, so it's nice that the women are back. But it should have happened a long time ago, and hopefully more stages because they're pro- they've proved time and again that they're more than capable of of doing um, some fantastic racing. Yeah. Did you get did either? Of you guys get to watch the women's race, or I didn't. I didn't. I didn't I, turn on the computer this morning. To I did not. Try. I I was yeah, on no, a bike I got ride. up, I got up extra early, uh, set the alarm, and I watched it start to finish, and uh, it was pretty good. Uh, there was constant, pretty much constant attacks. Nothing really got very far up the road. Um, so you know, How many didn't laps was it? They did thirteen laps of the same finishing circuit that the the men did. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. So you know, it was a good race. I mean the. The course leaves something to be desired. I mean, they don't have a lot that they can do about that. It's it's the Champs Elysees, so you know, yeah. whatever. It's it's like five lanes wide, so it's not really technical or anything. It's just like all horsepower. Uh, but uh, but they made it exciting. You know, constant attacks, little moves, always going off the front. Um, pretty sweet late race move by uh, the French national champion, um, who then uh, got caught. And started leading it out for her sprinter, and then crashed. And there was all kinds of drama in the last two laps. It was it was pretty good racing. It was cool seeing two Americans finish fifth and sixth, I believe, uh, Shelley Olds and Corinne Riviera. So overall, gentlemen, um, on Tour de France scale, with mm-hmm. num- the best one ever being Jan Ulrich losing to Lance Armstrong 2004. Or was that 2005? <laughs> How does this one? How does was, this one? It rank? was all the 2000s that he lost to Lance. Actually, <laughs> how does this yeah. one rank on your guys's? Uh, I really enjoyed this tour um, because of just who wasn't in it at the end. Yeah. I really and en- I would have enjoyed it more if Nibali wasn't in it, 
because then obviously you would have had three guys within uh, you know a minute of each other, kind of that final time trial, a lot more drama. But um, overall, I was a fan. How about you guys? Uh, it's up. It's up there. It's one of my you know top three or four. I gotta say the whatever 2011 when Volkler was fourth and held the jersey <laughs> for so long. That was the greatest tour of all time. And then that 2003 one because I started watching this first one I watched and it was just a good tour. And then of course any tour where Lauren Fignon was in it and then this one that's how it works oh uh, yes oh uh, yes okay uh I put this one up there you know I've been I've been saying since the beginning of this podcast you know watch out for French cycling this year and you guys you know you've kind of chuckled but uh, here we are so into the, the tour no, two French guys stop. on the podium stop stop trying to say uh, what are you all this credit like I've, like I've never liked yeah. a French rider here, you've been what? talking about you've been talking oh, yeah. about Fignon we, I remember you know, we all like, laughed that's Yes, right. we, we've laughed at the French this entire... I mean, we were so stoked. The AG2R is our team. Oh, AG... You're all about the AG2R. That's that's oh, yeah. true, but mostly for their brown shorts. Yeah, and their brown sleeves. I mean, the, the brown shoulders have really brought that kit to a whole other level. Mm. But there's mm-hmm. there's so much more we can talk about the tour, and we will when we uh, come right back for a minute. I don't care. If it happens in Argentina, yeah, away up north, off the coast of Norway, on an island with no name, there's no survivors all the same, the telephone. Alright, so guys, the tour ended, lots of um, storylines which we'll get to, but sadly we must do a recap of the Velo Games Fantasy Cycling League, the Slow Ride Podcast, super league to be uh, in yeah, particular that's right. and uh that was great fantastic thanks everyone for participating and uh we'll be right back with how our that, next uh how did that turn out though i, uh, I haven't checked for probably a couple weeks well uh i'm stoked <laughs> i got top uh, 12 i was right Ooh. outside the top 10 i was you know doing pretty well i uh i thought i had what it took and i will say that so, our rule of not taking chris room was fantastic and little guy what? did extremely well as um, in uh, second place, so good job, little guy. And uh, thank you. I I can't so, find Spencer. I'm scrolling down here. Tim, Tim, what do you think went wrong with your picks, though? Like in, in retrospect, what would you have done different, or is it just bad luck? Uh, you know, I think m- m- the my mistake was putting it on uh, Roy Costa. Spencer yeah. won the entire league. We'll we'll cut Yay! the suspense. Um, I I. If we can go through each team, I do want to say that I was disappointed in Jurgen Vandenbroek. I think most people were, but I was yeah. extremely pleased with how Zubeldia did. Uh, <laughs> you know, like the old man power Jesus. came through. Did I not say complete and, a completely anonymous top ten? And yeah. Uh, yeah. and Koenig, Koenig did yeah. fantastic. He did great. He had a really good tour. Uh, but what I'm really disappointed is so here's Koenig who gets a top ten in the tour. And you only get 318 points for that in GC, but you win one stage of the tour and you get what, like 300 points? Yeah, I agree. Like the, 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 the format is way too <laughs> sprinter the sprinters, heavy. and we all know that sprinters are no, stupid. No, because there's nothing for the green jersey. It's only 100 points. So yeah, but sprinters are stupid. So well, with that, Spencer has won. Spencer got first place. Spencer, who? Uh, or let's go to little guy first. Who got second? You guys were very close to one another. We were. Yeah. I was. Guy, I was down your... twelve points the day before. Where do you I think, know. little guy, your team went wrong, and you couldn't make up the uh, 
three hundred. The final well, 300 I lost. I lost some points because of Costa. Costa. I had him and uh, Malema, and I had Malema and Vandebroek, who both seemed to be ill for part of the tour. So that okay. hurt me. If any of those guys had done a little better, but really, I lost out because I hate sprinters. And you and took I Romain picked, uh, <laughs> Falou. I took. I took a Falou. And so he got me some 10th places. So he scored some points, which is fine. But I had enough points to take Kittle, and I just didn't want to do it. And if I would have taken Kittle, I would have won the whole damn thing. Well, what's crazy is Roman Falou did get you two points in the sprinters competition. So uh, good job. Yeah, well, Uh, you know, he got 10th or what? I don't know. So anyway, yeah. it was. uh, I should have picked a better sprinter. Gallopin did well for me. Nibali you know, obviously did well. Pino did well. well. I, key, I don't know who the hell else I had. I think the key of what you guys did, and you, you know, this whole non Chris Froome thing, you guys nailed it with Nibali. And what's crazy is Spencer, oh, yeah. you know, Spencer's real big mess up was taking Contador. Um, but you know, who would have thought? I was, I thought that was the wuss way out because obviously it's like, hey, no Chris Froome. He's like, fine, I'll take Contador. You know, <laughs> like. So he ended up, yeah, I ended up a man down. So, uh, you know, so what was I'm your feeling big... pretty good about winning the league without, without so, any big hitters. What was your big mistake, Spencer, for uh, your um, fantasy league? I don't think I made any mistakes. The top three were Finio and Aerodynamics of Spencer, yes. uh, Kobo Rules of the little guy Matt Allen, and Chainsaw Chain li- Chainsaw Chain Lines by Marion Mario Van Bergen Berger. Um, so. Good, good riding, good riding all the way around. Yeah, Mario, if you're listening, send us a uh, email at the slowridepodcast at gmail dot com, and we will send you your prizes. Um, so Spencer, since you won for the second time in a row, you now can uh, send us our um, paragraphs mm. of of displeasure. Which one do you want to read? This first? is my favorite part. Tim, you're going first. I'm, I'm gonna going send first. you. I'm going to send you an email right now. And I'm going to be reading this verbatim. I have not uh, pre-read this. <laughs> I will not uh, censor it in any way. Hello, my name is Tim Hayes. It won't come as a surprise to most of you, but I am here, again, because for a second time this season, I have been defeated in the Slow Ride Podcast Fantasy League. I have been bested by nearly all of our listeners, even little guys. Ass backward team destroyed mine. But most importantly... I was defeated by my devastatingly handsome co-host, Spencer. He has a magic touch I just don't have. With fantasy cycling, with real bike racing, <laughs> with the ladies, with all aspects of life, really. I could learn a lot from a guy like that, but I won't because I will just keep interrupting his insightful advice when I wasn't even listening anyway. Don't make the same mistake that I do. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. Well played, well played. <laughs> All right, and uh, yes, congratulations on winning. I am going to bring my A game to the uh, the Volta, though. Um, looking forward to it. I'm sure. And uh, why don't you uh, send little guys, and we will uh, get started on his shameful walk. And I am so All mad right. at little guy for not winning. <laughs> All right. All right. Read mine. You got yours there, um, little guy? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, hello, my name is Matt Allen. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this from any other guy. I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Gotta make you understand. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Never gonna run around and desert you. Never gonna make you cry. Never gonna say goodbye. 
Never going to tell a lie and hurt you. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. Never going to make you cry. Never going to say goodbye. Never going to tell a lie and hurt you. Oh, my God. The second time. <laughs> you think the Again. first time would have been a nice, but, uh, you know. So right. good. Yeah, that was beautiful, little guy. And now that Thanks. we're done with our purple. As I mean it, it's from the heart. <laughs> Now that we're done with our perp walk, we're going to move on, and we'll be right back with our favorite stories of this year. Someone has to die to make room for you and I. Our love goes crazy all the time. So the tour is over. I will start with what my favorite moment of the Tour de France was. I've got a couple, but um, by far maybe the most underreported story is just AG2R's dominance in the team competition. Who saw it coming? Seriously, three guys in the top ten? I mean, well, you know, if they'd have been listening to the Slow Ride podcast from the very first episode when we discussed what are they going to do when they have the yellow jersey at the Tour? You know, like we we were, you know, we were in their corner from the very beginning. I just, yeah, no. And did they ever no. have the yellow jersey this year in the tour? No. Oh no. Yeah. So only, so, only Nibali basically has the yellow jersey this year. Because basically, we were, we were the conversation was, you know, are they going to have the brown shorts with the yellow jersey? Um, this year they they did the tasteful team competition lead where they had the yellow helmets, yellow bar tape, yellow gloves. But um, overall, I was just really stoked by that and. It was, you know, they had just some great racing. Overall, fantastic, um, right? And what was uh, one of the your favorite moments of the uh, tour, uh, Spencer? Um, man, I was really impressed with uh, actually with all the uh, weird expansion teams that that they led on there. Um, and I know uh, Europe Car is Even. not one of those, but uh, they were a really impressive team, like pretty much throughout the tour. They didn't win anything <laughs> but uh you know their sprinter brian kokar he was right up there all the time and they were they were always trying to to lead it out for him and uh you know uh Vogler and roland were always going in the mountains but uh no matter if it was the mountains or the lead outs or just breakaways in general Kevin Reza on their team, man, he was everywhere. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was in every move, just on the front, bringing it back or taking it forward or bringing up bottles and doing everything, leading out at the finish. It was unreal. Like, that dude worked harder than anyone else in the tour, I think. It, it was crazy how much he was dropping his sprinter. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, he was he, up there, and he was always killing it. He was in the breakaway. You're absolutely right. That was definitely a uh, a great race for him. It almost seems like almost like a coming out party for him. Like I, I've always known of Kevin Reza. Like I remember we've uh, discussed him before. Say so he was in the tour last year, but it was mm-hmm. nothing, nothing like this. I mean, it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, and then you know he got, and then he gets caught up in all the drama. Um, with the Albancini, uh, you know, racist remarks against him uh, when he was in a break. And he just went about his business in that breakaway. And then afterwards, when the media was all 
ask him about it. He just was like, eh, you know, like I'm focused on the tour and was super pro about it. He didn't spout off in the media. He wasn't, you know, full of sound bites or anything. And he, he had every right to be. And he, uh, he just didn't go down that road. And uh, reading some of the interviews or the drama about that, like everybody else who's spouting off about it just sounds kind of ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, especially, like almost too much of a description to answer. Yeah, especially Albacini and the Eureka uh, management just uh, really on the back foot looking looking sad. And uh, Kevin Reza, total pro all tour long. Yeah, definitely a, a major thumbs up. Do you have any uh, stories or things that really stuck out to you, little guy, that made bike racing cool again for you? Uh, yeah, I just the whole tour was good. There was a lot of good action. I liked when uh, the stage Mick Rogers won. And if you you read the, I was reading like the post race report thing, and then how he'd gotten like an argument with Vokler, and he yelled at Vokler and wasn't gonna <laughs> let Vokler like play that crap on him and and pretend he couldn't take pulls and stuff. Um, yeah. That just made me chuckle. That was pretty funny. There was a... Just, just Vokler, like, just yeah. the thought of... I just like thinking about how, like, everybody Speaking... probably just hates Vokler. And well, I really love Vokler. like a well-known fact, like, everyone hates him, right? Like, isn't yeah. that kind Speaking of, a... of Speaking of Vokler and yelling, did you guys see the video of him stopping on the side of the road to yell yes. at some fans? Yeah, the fans I were did. booing him. <laughs> and that was amazing. That was amazing. And it just made me, that made me my love for It made me kind of like him. Yeah. He doesn't you care. Fans figure. yell at him. He doesn't care. He, he'll lose time just to yell at them. You know. You have to figure matter. that every rider hates him because he's always yeah. the photo guy that knows how to get a contract. Yeah. And when I was in Europe and we were renting a car, of course, I went to Europe car and right behind the counter, they had a giant picture of Vokler with the tongue out. And you're like, ah, oh, well, I mean, the, that's why the dude gets the contract. Really, he had the like, tongue out in the in the yeah, dealership. It was, well, it wasn't thing. like you know, like the Gene Simmons tongue, but it was like yeah, you know, but like it was you know, tongue was kind of out. Like it was obvious he was in a break. Um, a couple of other stories that you know I did mention the Zubeldia um thing. Uh, yep, Spencer that was, can that always was so uh, anonymous and wonderful. Yeah, it was a nice anonymous eighth place finish for him. The the Polish um rider winning the uh, the polka dots. And then this whole story where he was like, oh, I didn't even want to be in the tour. Yeah. I didn't think I was ready. And yeah. you're like, that's eh, a little shady. Yeah, he was going to do the oh, pretty tired. So is it Rafa? Like, so they pronounce it's Rafal, right? But they just call him Rafa. That's how I heard it pronounced. Okay. Well, did you guys he, did you guys hear that he, that Olag or Ola whatever Tinkoff man uh, said after he won the first stage he's like I'll, I'll buy you a an Austin Martin if you if you win another stage and he did and now supposedly Olaf was trying to back out of it or something yeah <laughs> now it's in the uh, media he's not gonna be able to get out of that oh, Tinkoff no it's he's gonna have yeah, to buy but, an Austin well, Martin come on if you were uh, his rider would you actually even like try to follow up with him to get that Aston Martin. Oh, like he's all been this... all over it. He's been all over it. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. would just snap his fingers and be like, "No, you do not talk to me that way." Well, you know, I, like, I think I on. think he's in a pretty good position. He's gonna be like, "What? Fire me! I'm I I just finished six in the Giro and then won the polka dots in two stages. I'm, I'll go get a contract in five minutes." You know. You know, we did talk about some of these like wild card teams that Spencer had mentioned, but I'm sorry, but that Breton Sock environment team they should not be back next year in the tour. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't really deserve like, it. Why? Why can't MTN Quebec uh, be in there? 
or some of these other teams, even United Healthcare would have been a better team than the, that team. I mean, Maybe. I'm sorry, Bryce Falou, sure, but what, come on, six, he got 16th, some top tens. Sixteenth in the tour. Yeah, You're trying to that's something. Sure. Anonymous, anonymously sixteenth. Chris Horner got seventeenth. If you want that's to true. talk about anonymous. Anonymity. Well, so, yeah, but he also punctured his lung like four months ago. I think he has every every uh, every excuse to be. I'm anonymous. not complaining. I'm stoked for Horner to even be in the race, and I think he's going to repeat at the Volta. One of my favorite things about the tour, which I don't think has been talked about very much, is how exciting a time trial can be when there's not three time trials in the race. There's just yes. one, and yes. it's you know at the end like. Because when they put it in, like, stage three as a time trial and it's 60K and everybody puts five minutes into everybody else, like, the race is over, yeah. man. Like so boring. So I, boring. It's true. And they do I, a prologue really good and then they the do end. a time trial and then they do another time trial. And yeah. Like, I, I'm an advocate for zero time trials, but, yeah. you know, this one was good. It was still good. It was maybe a little long. Like, if it had been shorter, it would have been even more exciting, like a 30K. But, uh, you know take what i can get i don't mind the prologue because it's short and so the time gaps aren't going to be that much like i i like that idea yeah. um i like it if it was going to be at night i Do think that they the need the world's to... best prologue from the giro that was one yeah, yeah. K long and that's the one when uh cipollini wore the uh, all pink leotard with the right. um the glow and in the dark s- listing of his 42 s- stage wins on yeah <laughs> Stuart o'grady rode a track bike yeah, because he was, was like, "Shit, it's a kilo. I can do that." And the textbook sprinters are stupid. Can it's we, can pretty we all dumb. Just agree? <laughs> like, like a hundred, like them just riding a hundred and some kilometers, and you it's know not it's even a hundred some kilometers. It's like a hundred plus miles, and you're like, it's "Oh so my gosh, it's boring. so boring." Dude, if it's fine if that sort of stage act like is against the you know like along the ocean the whole time, and there's crosswinds, and there's a chance something will happen. But especially in a Grand Tour, everyone's saving energy. It just ends up being like half the people just want it to be a sprint so they can chill all day and nothing happens. If it was a one-day classic, people would try stuff, but it's the Tour, so they're like, uh. It just ends yeah, up making just, it boring. They just George Hincappy the whole thing. Like, ah, I wasn't going to try anything because I knew I wasn't going to win, so I'm just going to like try to hold on to my fifth place out of the group. <laughs> good plan. Nice. And... Uh, so let's take a quick break and maybe come back with some of the uh, our least favorite moments. We're all in line. Your blood will tell you when it's time to turn down your sword. Before we get started on some of the worst things of the tour. Uh, and whatever. I do want to mention that Slaying the Badger was on ESPN this past week. I highly recommend for anyone who hasn't seen it to go track it down. It chronicles the 1986 Tour de France between Greg LeMond and Bernie Hino. Uh, Great um, film. What I really enjoyed about the film, and I know that you guys didn't see it, is Mm. that it, it doesn't dumb down the Tour de France to you know, really get the story across. A lot of times, you know how they'll do like the, the Al Troutweg esque like, Oh, this is why the tour is important. And this one was just a story about two guys yeah. that, and the whole team management of Lavi Claire, 
and look pedals and all this crazy stuff and they were just talking about it matter of a, as a matter of a fact um, discussion and it was really awesome really really well done so make sure you guys see that and you get to see Kathy Lamont's amazing glasses from 1986 which were like the greatest things ever she did have good glasses I remember pictures <laughs> of those they are really cool she's and a there so uh, guys what was the uh, the worst part of the tour to you uh some of my guys on my on my fantasy team getting sick that was the worst part <laughs> oh i can oh okay yeah, so that's terrible yeah. not the fact that nibali won by seven plus minutes over a couple he deserved of guys. it though you know he's that was sad because i because i would like to see jean christophe win but no nibali was amazing now, you can't now i'm just shooting from it. the hip here i'm just shooting from the hip i'm just shooting gonna from the hip. i'm just gonna take a hot take yeah what really grinds my gears yeah. is that, uh, come on, seven minutes? I mean, shouldn't he, like, at least be questioned a little bit? He rides for Vinokurov for the Kazakhstani team. Yeah? Like, you know. Dude, but wink, who, wink, who was like going to challenge him? Who was going to get close to seven minutes? That How was still left won, after. He won it last just, year. It Cheryl. just seems like seven minutes... I mean, if it was three minutes, there would be less questions. I just think the dominating faction, the fashion in which he won some of those mountain stages, were a little like. I mean, uh, I, I think it looked questions. dominating because there was no one else there on his level. You know what I mean? So, okay. It was like so, it was like okay. he was the cat two in the cat three field. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, okay. I don't think it was that ridiculous. I mean, look, look. He won some of them pretty big, but look toward that last week, and and Jean Christophe could always hang with him, you know. Yeah, and Pino hung with him the you know, first week, like, you know. Like... He, he seemed real. It seemed a little more realistic to me, and and I'll say this in the okay. doping allegation right. tomorrow, but like he was on another level. He was still on another level. He was still better, but he was like not. It's not like he was getting better. It wasn't one of those things where he's like, people were hanging with him after a while. He wasn't winning well, he everything. Had it, so. The devil advocate. He, 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 I'm just playing devil advocate here. Someone you, would say. Some yeah, would yeah. say mm-hmm. that uh, you know maybe he just got the dosage down a little bit. You know. Like, I would say oh, I'm already up by six minutes. It didn't matter no how well he was climbing. He won the tour on stage five. Yes, I agree That's with true. that. He and took that a lot the... of time on that day. If you go to the inner ring, he's actually got a nice chart. Um, it shows you like 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 a nice bar graph that kind of gives you where he gained time on on. You know, Valverde and John Christophe oh, okay. and Pino. And it's nice because you can see where he gained a ton of time on stage five. You know, he, on all those guys, but especially on yeah. um, Mr. Number Two there. So, yeah, he gained I mean, time in other places too, but he put you know, a lot of thing, those minutes into them on the cobbles, you know. Yeah, he put a lot of time there, but the other thing is he didn't he didn't fall down. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. like, and maybe it's just luck that he didn't, but at the same time, like, those guys want to win the tour, you know, they got to not fall down. And and that's one thing that Lance did really well is, as, you know, rife with EPO as he was, he yeah. didn't crash. You know what I mean? He like, didn't. He never had problems and for a while. You, Only when the you can take, bag. You can take around. all the dope you want, but if, you, if you've if fallen off your bike like Rasmussen, you're not going to win the tour, you know? Like, well, I think that the – it's sad Tyler. That... I want to say that. Was, oh, come on, guys! Now you're pulling oh, no, no, I've heard the conspiracy theory. Now I'm gonna start crying. Tugboat. Oh god. Oh, man. The conspiracy theory that Tyler's uh, collarbone was never 
never even broken? Like, well, of course, the X-ray, we, the X-ray we, was faked and all that. Oh, that's Bjarni Reese at his best. Yeah, but that's the. Uh, okay, so I did just want to <laughs> I did just want to bring up the doping allegations because they are always going to be there, and that sucks because of jerks like Lance and others. Yeah, but you're. Um, I mean, I think that you guys provided a good enough defense. So congratulations, Nabali. The uh, it's officially other, now uh, one. <laughs> yeah, now it's officially one. I do. Uh, I, it still bothers me the amount of littering that happens during the Tour de France. Yeah. Like, for why sure. can't? Like, I mean, I understand throwing the water bottles to the crowd if there's a crowd there, but there's times on the mountains when that thing is just getting thrown off the side of a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm you're like, you. come on. Or you know, always like the gel packs and as a amateur racer as the one of the three of us that still races from time to time you know there's still riders out there that just throw their gel packs on the ground all the time and it just well you you do know that the the i think the breckenshaw environmental team as much as they suck they do have a little pocket to keep their wrappers in so Hmm. they didn't litter when they were off the back (laughs) well that's good there were so a you couple have any... times on camera I saw the lotto guys stuffing gel packs back in their pockets. Okay. That's nice I'll give them credit for that. I saw it more than one occasion. You think Gallopin yelled at all of them and said, "Ah, oh, this is France. Do not litter on my country." Maybe I think I saw them, you know, littering from time to time as well. But I did see them, you know, like maybe it's changing. I don't know. So the final question I have for you guys: Who is going to win the Tour de France first? Is it going to be Thibaut Pinot? Leopold Koenig or Romain Bardet or I guess TJ Van Garderen. Which one of those four will be winning the Tour de France first? Uh, Koenig, I think. I uh, I also I do think it'll be Pino who wins the Tour uh, out of those four. Just because, man, that dude's like Rocky Balboa. Did you see the stuff he was doing to get ready <laughs> for the Tour? Last year, he, he had to quit because he couldn't handle the descents. So over the winter... He raced cars in the snow down mountains, <laughs> like to yeah. get over his fear of like careening down mountains, like and sliding around. Like that's awesome. Like that's that's ridiculous. And uh, and obviously, yeah, he worked in his time trial a lot. Like before the uh, stage, everybody's like, "Well, Pino's out. He sucks at time trialing." And I had to get on Twitter and try to defend him, man, because I was like, dude, have you not seen his time trials this year? He's been, like, top ten in everything. Like, he's not winning, but he's like, that's not bad, you know? And that's the expert opinions that people come to the Slow Ride podcast I did win the league. Ah, shut up. And with that, (laughs) we'd like to thank you for listening to the 19th episode of the Slow Ride podcast. Um, You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher. Just search The Slow Ride. Find us on theslowridepodcast.com. And we're also on Facebook. You can always email us your stories, suggestions at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, Tour's over, so we're going to need some suggestions. All the time. And all I know is someone has to, someone has to die to make room for you. Love goes crazy all the time You and I, our love is crazy all the time You and I, someone has to, has to die You and I